guys. I'm your host, John. And I'm your host, Ahmed. And we're back with the 11th episode of Black Box Podcast. I'm going to do it this time. Um, this one's going to be a little more casual again. I guess we're just going with what works or what what feels good, I guess. I mean, we'll jump back and forth between different kind of things, but keep it on the casual note. going to just share some stories that are funny and crazy that occurred in our lives. Just just bullshit for the most part. Yeah, like something something that's like somewhat entertaining without being too intense, like too serious of a topic. And uh hopefully uh, you'll sit back and enjoy. Uh yeah, I don't know. I I feel like I've enjoyed the vibe of the last couple episodes when the topics they haven't even necessarily been concrete topics, more just like just a general a- thing that we then just go off on different directions mm-hmm. um we'll probably just end up transitioning back and forth just i mean we'll take feedback if you guys like it one way or the other random or set schedule like maybe we do one chill and then the week after that is one serious and just flop but i feel like i feel like a, like listeners are able to like get a view of how you think with the way that you like just express that in, in terms of like, it was such an organized and collected thought and you delivered it in a very, was it? I feel like, I feel like when I'm talking, I'm all over the place. So you saying that actually means a lot because <laughs> sometimes I'm at work and I'm like explaining stuff to people. I'm like, am I making sense? Because they're not <laughs> getting it the way I want them to. <laughs> Whenever, whenever I do, whenever I'm in like a meeting or doing like work talk in in like in front of other people, I just, you just feel like you're speaking a foreign language because you're, every company has their acronyms and shit. That and working with people that are significantly older than you, it really, there's a barrier there. Yeah. Sometimes I have to explain things to people that are older than me like multiple times when, when I was hanging out in college with people my age, I never thought that my communication skills were like. I could get an idea across easily. Now yeah. it's, I don't know. Do, do you feel the same way sometimes? I don't. I, I guess not. I like it's a real struggle. It's more like I just see that I have to say things a little bit differently. Yeah, like you, like you have to uh, code I don't switch. Know, say it with more eloquence, almost. Like, yeah, more like when when you talk with people your age, like most of the time you talk like a like I'm, I like yeah, I talk like a dummy. Like I yeah. I say like. BB and like a word like imagine saying word to your manager like and how like imagine there's like the guy was like oh yeah that meeting ran like really late I'm dummy just, late like i'm sorry i'll join in on our meeting in like five minutes and you're just like word yeah my ma- i feel like my manager would be so confused and like i don't i don't think like, i i don't even know how he would react you probably would just not acknowledge that you even did that. Be like, I'm going to forget that. <laughs> just leave me on red. All right. Yeah, we'll go transition into the first. Yeah, I was just about to say that. I'm going to talk about my crazy story. Well, one specifically that I want to start with, and then we'll just see what where we go from there. Uh, and then I'm going to share some stuff. All right. All right. How much do you know about this? A decent amount. Not, not, not everything, but I know, I know that you've been there. How much do you know? About what? Uh, my trip to Kilimanjaro. 
I know a little to bit. Africa. Okay. Yeah, well, it's just what like, I'm gonna be talking about today. I know that you were there and you climbed the mountain. So for those that don't know, Mount Kilimanjaro is the tallest freestanding mountain in the world, and it's in uh, I guess Kilimanjaro. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> hey Siri. It, it's it's like what yeah. country is Mount is, Kilimanjaro in? It is Kilimanjaro, Tanzania. but Tanzania. Tanzania. Yeah. I found two: Tanzania and Niger. Okay, Tanzania. Yep. And uh, for a fundraising type of thing through my college, if I fundraise a certain amount of money, half went to the trip, and half went to clean water for people from those areas where they they're lacking that. But I did not know that this was like a serious, serious thing. I thought the only real challenge on this planet, like in terms of you got to go crazy and prep is Mount Everest. Yeah. Because that's like oxygen mass, whatever. Like I don't fucking know. So basically I didn't prep at all. I didn't really do any research. I was like, I'm going to be fine. I'm like at pretty athletic. Never really had issues like that. Um, and all wow. this, all this matters later because from asthma. Basically. I, I do have asthma though. Oh, but it just doesn't affect me that much. But all of this, all of these assumptions just came back to make things a lot more interesting later on <laughs> and basically bite me in the ass. But so fast forward to the day we leave. I'm all good. I'm prepped. I'm packed. I go to the airport super early. Flight gets canceled. They put us up in hotels for the night, like right near JFK airport. Not bad hotel or anything like that. But I got a room to myself and I start looking through videos and not, I swear to gosh, sort of gosh, sort of God, um, <laughs> not at any single other day until the day before I went on this mountain did I watch a video about it. And then I had a panic attack in the hotel room because I was like, holy fuck, what did I just sign up for? What am I already committed to? Like, it's way too late to go back. You raised all the money. You were in Tanzania. And then it's like. At that point, it was just like, I had to do it. I'm not going to fucking pull out now. I did way too much for this. And it's still going to be a crazy experience. And it was. It was amazing. But. I, I freaked myself out a bit. I was like, holy shit, it's actually really cold, really no oxygen. Like, it's bad. Like, it's going to be tough. <laughs> so, uh, did you have to wear like an oxygen mask? No, no oxygen. Um, the peak is 19,000 feet around there. The highest I ever got to was like 15,000, somewhere in the 15,000s. And where did you start? Uh, I think you start like at 8,000. Damn. But, or maybe even less, 6,000. I don't know. But we were literally doing like 10 miles a day. Oh, this was a multiple oh, no, day. Oh no, oh no, 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 not ten miles a day. We were hiking for ten hours a day. It was yo. This was a seven day event, bro. Wait, so this was a seven day thing. Did you? You did there, you there like, was altitude adjustment. I 
that's what I'm saying. There's like, it, it, there is a lot to say, but basically I'll, I'll add details in here and there, but the, is somebody just like revving their car? Yeah, <laughs> they just dipped. You could hear it. Yeah. Um, but basically the main point of the story was my oxygen levels were super, super low the whole time. I don't know why. No one knows why. That's just how it is for some people. And I'm guessing because I also went to school for four years at sea level. That probably didn't help like with elevation. Wait, but can I, can I ask you a question? Yeah. When you said you went hiking for seven days, did you like wake up in one place go like uh, like x miles and then sleep there and then wake up and go more you were like camping yeah, up the yeah, mountain yeah dude that's an insane experience well, no, there, there's they, a group they would go up there walk back down go to sleep and then walk back up <laughs> i just needed to make sure this was not the case like it, i just wanted to confirm that they weren't staying in like the marriott no, the marriott that's on no the okay wait wait there was a huge crew of native people that would go up with you and they do that full time as a job or maybe it's seasonal. I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure it's full time. There's oh just like God. peak seasons. Dude, their seasons. calves had to be <laughs> in. And they would, they would, they would cook all the food and set up before we got there. Oh, so they were like waking up at like 4am every day. They'd be preparing out. stuff and then hiking a mountain as a job. Well, they would basically leave when we left, but they just get there faster and then have time to set up. They're probably getting paid a lot to do that because that's like well, physical. Yeah, that, of course, of course. It's better than what it, most of the jobs would get if they were down back in their hometown. But you like work with tourists almost. It's like it's like when you go to like. Uh, and you pay a lot to go on the mountain, so obviously a good chunk. I hope a good chunk of that that is going to them. Yeah, it's for the like the whole experience and like it's rough out there. It's rough conditions. But there was, job. they like, it's crazy because they, I got, like my group got really close to our guys. Like they were telling, we were just sharing so many like personal stories and it was fucking sick. One night, like on the third night, I was like super nauseous. I, the altitude was like really fucking me up. I was throwing up, couldn't eat anything. Everything I ate out. And uh, me and like two other people from my school went into the tent with all the tour guides, like the main guides that we talked to during the day. And we were just smoking together, smoking weed. <laughs> and we were smoking like their African bud. We had like a cart <laughs> that one of us brought. Damn. So they, they had like, they had like plant or. Yeah. They rolled a J and we smoked it with them. And we were talking about like, how their life is so different than ours. And I was like, my mind was getting fucking blown. Like yeah, that was no, this, real this is- firsthand experience. Like, I don't know. Like that was dope. It definitely put things into, I feel like that was like an, like a physical and emotional slash mental journey that you went through. Like you, like you learned, you became a more educated man while climbing a mountain. Yeah, it was enriching. That was the most important part. And, uh, oh yeah, well, well, basically I ended up getting so sick that I didn't really eat anything for like three days. And while you're also hiking for 10 hours a day, like through crazy terrain, like climbing rock walls and shit, 
like my body basically gave out on me. Like the before I started going down, the last meal I ate, one of my friends had to well Nate. Yeah. He had to actually feed me the food. I couldn't like feed myself. And then they were, they were literally trying to convince me to keep going. Did you keep because going? My, no, what the fuck? Right. At that point, I was like, no, I am going to die if I go up there. <laughs> like, oh, my God. And the funny part is we were talking about this over the weekend in the hot tub. And apparently he had called his sister and his parents and what? was like, I think I'm dying, and then they did not hear from him from him for days. I didn't say I think I'm dying, bro. I wouldn't scare them like that. I just told them one of the people on the mountain had service somehow. I don't fucking know how that works, but um, it definitely it was definitely a T-Mobile. You know, T-Mobile. I have T-Mobile. T-Mobile yeah. takes care of their customers, but they had service, so I quickly called my parents like the day I decided I was going to go down because I was so fucking sick, and I was like, I'm just really sick, and I was upset, obviously, and. That's all I said. I wouldn't didn't say I'm gonna die. I was like, okay, I'm just I not doing well. Well, don't fucking scare the audience like that. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. No. But then, like, 15 minutes after we started going down, me and two other kids, because shit was going on with them too. It was really crazy conditions, bro. I was freezing my ass off at night in like a, a really thick, extreme. Yeah, because you were malnourished as fuck. Yeah, all that. Like you, basically you, the only thing like keep like getting me to sleep was like I would hit the pen like once before I went to bed like that would I put me to sleep. I would have saved him because I felt different. You would have ran up there, <laughs> ran up dude. There. It was hard, and you you started in the rainforest, then you went to like I they all have specific names, but it was like rocky, like dusty, like there the were air, levels. You can't talk to talk that long while you're walking, or then you'll be out of breath. Like you can only focus on breathing. For ten hours a day, shit was. <laughs> that's not, that's intense. That is. It would no. It was it was crazy. Like I was the whole time I was Loki, just trying not to have a panic attack because. That would require more breathing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I just couldn't even do a panic attack. I might die up there, but it was more like like you were like holding onto a rock while like like having like a mental battle. It was funny because there was a point where. If I decided to go back early on when I started getting pretty sick, I would have been able to go down the original way and it would have been much faster. But the day I decided I wanted to go down was also like I now I had to go to a certain point before they go up to try to do their summit. And I so you to had to down. keep going up a little. I wasn't going up. It was more like sideways. We had to go to a different part to get up to the to, oh, to attempt shit. the summit. But literally that day was like. We went, I swear, we went down like 3,000 feet, like quick, like pretty straight down. Like people were falling and slipping. We were using our poles. Like it was tough. Then same thing back up. You literally went into a valley to go back up. (laughs) Oh my God. And then after that, well, no, before that, you actually start the day. You're at the bottom and then like. I don't even know what. Well, that part took like three hours total because it was a lot. But but before that, I don't know how high it was. But you literally had to scale it like this, like on this thin of track. And it's like a huge drop. And no, because since we don't have a video, it was like a zigzag. Oh, yeah. yeah, (laughs) It was like a zigzag upward, like scaling the 
the wall, like straight up. That, I was like, I have literally no energy. I'm going to slip, fall, and kill myself. I was, I don't know. Your body does crazy things when it has no other choice, though. It's the adrenaline. I pushed through for a whole nother day, but I was so cranky. I was like getting pissed at everyone. And some of them, I literally only knew for a week. Like the doctor, bro, I was like, yo, are you fucking playing me right now? Like, why am I not off this bitch yet? That sounds like John. That sounds like it. But low-key, then they all tried to convince me to keep going towards the top. I was like, yo, I am not well. (laughs) I I feel like... I feel like it's probably because there are tourists or people that go to climb the mountain and they're like, yo, I can't do this. Like, that's not for me. And then the tour guide, like, kind of, like, pushes them to do it. And then it's like, oh, wow, this was such a great experience. Like, yeah, thank no, you. I for, was just about to say Thank that, you. Yeah. Like, that happened. Like, the, like my mom went zip lining with me. <laughs> and I was just like, my mom, my, like, mother is zip li- is like on a <laughs> zip line right now. like I never would have thought this would happen but like they probably looked at you and didn't actually realize the state that you were in like you weren't just being weak like you actually physically like, could not do it yeah if i had been able to hold food down and didn't get altitude sickness worse than the reason everyone else didn't get it as bad except for like one other person was because they all took altitude pills like you, they started taking them a week before, and that like significantly helps. I didn't have altitude pills. What is altitude pills? They like help you adjust it with your blood and shit. maybe Seriously? so. That, yeah. So that, like, I had no idea that stuff existed. Maybe maybe it's like. I think it helps your blood oxygenate better. Yeah, I was gonna say maybe it help promotes oxygen production or something. Huh, that's interesting. Makes your heart more efficient. Yeah. So. That was fucking crazy. I started taking them like after a few days, but by that point it was getting worse, better, like quicker than the medication could help. So I really should have taken it beforehand. Probably would have really helped me. Yeah. Well, you did your research the night before. But you know, I, I, I like to do things like that spontaneously. It's a story uh, for the books though. I am glad that I went down a day early because I got a whole day to roam around the town that no one else got that stayed. So me and the two other people that went down early, we got to. Uh, Did Nate and was that no, Amanda? no, no? There were two other, two people from Geneseo. I I didn't know them until I went on the trip. They were cool. When you're up there, you, like if I saw any of them right now, it would be like I knew them because you we went through some shit up there. Damn. On the third day, trauma bonds you. The people, the tour helpers i, I forget tour what you guides. call them not the not the guides the people that would just help and cook and stuff mm-hmm. they would get water from like water sources on the mountain and then boil it because the bacteria that's in there we're, we're not adjusted to so it wouldn't work mm-hmm. they i guess they didn't boil it enough the third day i was already vomiting and sick with altitude sickness they gave everyone bad water oh my god that next night every single person the entire night, all you heard was people puking, shitting. Someone like shit themselves in their sleep and then vomited everywhere. <laughs> that, okay, in their that, tent, bro. That could actually be like one of the most embarrassing things. Dude, th- I'm telling you, this was extreme. This was like a 10 out of 10 extreme most the that shit I've ever done. That happens a lot when I go to visit back home because the water's so dirty, like you can't even wash fruits with it and then bite into the fruit because you will get absolutely sick. That's crazy. Yeah. There's a lot of... Damn. 
different bacteria there. I would thank you, John, for sharing your extraordinary yeah. story. It's time for you to hop in, right? Yeah, I could, I could talk about... I mean, I was going to tell a story that was significantly less intense than what John just shared. But it was it's the story of like a time I tried to fly from New York at LaGuardia Airport to West Virginia <laughs> to see Luna. Different time, though. This, this story Different will... Time is mind boggling. All right. If my so, mind isn't boggled, then what happens? Then Boo-hoo. we'll proceed anyway. All right. <laughs> so Boo-hoo. the flight I booked was a connecting flight. So I would go from LaGuardia to Washington, DC. And then from Washington, DC, I was going to land in the capital of West Virginia, which is a city I do, who's what I don't remember what it's called. It's like Char- Charleston or something, which is over. It was like like an hour thirty away from Luna's place, right? So Luna's waiting for me at this airport. I get from New York to DC, no problems. My flight to uh, West Virginia got delayed and delayed and delayed. Until the point that it was, like, I was going to be landing at 11 p.m., right? When you were supposed to land when? Way earlier. Like, like 7, I think. So I was I was just in the, the airport for mad long. And then I'm finally, like, I'm in, I'm above West Virginia, above the runway. And then the pilot is like, I can't see the runway. There's too much fog. I'm going to be landing in an alternate destination. And I couldn't text Luna because we're still in the fucking sky. And then we landed in Dayton, Ohio. And I was like, are you That's fucking... That's so far... Wait, how much longer were you in the plane for? Like another two hours? It was No, it was like 30 minutes. It was like, dude, Ohio borders West oh. Virginia, which Wait, I didn't... I'm confused. Were you supposed to get dropped off? And you didn't get off on where you were supposed yeah, to? Yeah, the went plane didn't land. It was just oh, like... Oh, it just never landed? No, it yeah. went... It landed in Dayton, Ohio. Yeah. Instead of in West Virginia. Oh, all right. Okay. So then I land in Ohio and it's like mid- take an Uber. It's midnight. No. All right. And then I was, I was just like, yo, let me rent a car and I'll just drive there. But it was like a five or six hour drive and it was midnight and I was traveling all day. So I was like, yes, yeah, so I was like, yeah, there are no rental cars. Like I basically, I had to get a hotel and sleep in Ohio. But before I did that, I had to figure out how I was going to get to West Virginia. Right. So then there's one fucking employee from American Airlines and like 20 people were on this flight to West Virginia and she's talking to us one by one. It's like, get help. Like, like you I want all up. I was like, send backup. So then I, I, I go up and I feel like I'm generally pretty nice to like employees. So. Oh. Like, I don't try to disrespect. I don't, I'm not trying to ruin your day. But I got up there and I was like, yo, how am I going to get to West Virginia? Like, why am I in Ohio? Like, I would have landed the fucking plane. I would have taken the risk, bro. I was like, all right, I need to get to West Virginia. She was like, oh, there are like no flights tomorrow. So you you have to, she was like, you have to wait two days. I was like, wait, did you find the reason why they didn't land? Did they reimburse you for your flight? Nah, nah, nah. Unfortunately, no, but. What was the reason for them to not even land where they were Because going? of it was too foggy. 
to land. It wasn't even raining. Would, like, pi- pilot, if you're listening, you're a pussy. But, like, <laughs> like, all right, maybe not. Safety is important. I take that back. You know, We're responsible. But anyway, right? So I'm in Ohio, and I'm like, yo, I need a flight to West Virginia. I'm trying to go to Lewisburg, West Virginia. Get me a flight, please. And she's like, nah, you have to wait like two days to fly. I was like, I am not going to be here for two fucking days in Ohio with nothing to do. Like, I need to get on a flight like ASAP, like the earliest flight you have. So then she found like a more expensive flight and put me on it. And I was like, I'm not paying for that. She's like, okay, you, you like, you're, you're not going to pay. But the flight was then to go from Ohio to Chicago and then from Chicago to West Virginia. <laughs> so then I'm like, all right, that's fine. I get to the hotel at like 1.30 a.m. and I have a flight to Chicago at 8 a.m. So I'm like, all right, let me sleep for a few Fuck, hours. Bro. No, I'm bad. Please don't tell me. No, 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 no. It's not that bad. Okay. All right. So <laughs> sleep for a few sleep. hours, wake up, go to the airport. I'll be in West Virginia by the early afternoon. Like, It'll be a dandy day. So I wake up on time, which honestly, I was okay, so yeah, I, I was, was so worried. Like, I was so worried. I, I got like, to the airport. I got to the airport with time to spare. I board the flight, and then I land in Chicago, right? And then the plane got delayed again for Get like the fuck out of here. for like six hours. That was, reminds me and John. Our flight was delayed, delayed, delayed by like four hours to Miami. To Miami. Yeah, yeah, we got delayed like four. Domestic times. domestic flight is like embarrassingly bad like this is an industry that so many people use and it it's like it's like you expect your flight to get delayed when you go to the airport it's like yeah no it's just it's so normal to have like a failure in a a big ass company if you think about it like a delay is usually caused like the reason I I just got back from West Virginia and my flight there got delayed by three hours because there was there were two flights to different places in West Virginia and the plane for the other destination just didn't show up. So they took our plane to take them and their flight got delayed by three hours. So then when my flight was supposed to take off, the flight took off to a different fucking city in West Virginia and then had to fly back to where I was to fly. It was just like, no, f- I was like, I, I was like, how that. is this acceptable? That, that makes no sense. That is horrible. It's that's, literally, that, that's your only job. That's such poor, like, planning. Like, how do you fuck up like that? <laughs> but it's just, it's just like, yeah, like, yeah, your flight just, like, delayed. You could, like help yourself to the Starbucks or, like, the Wendy's that we have. I, I mean, I got Chick-fil-A at the airport. For free or you had to pay? No, no, I had to pay. Airline, or airlines suck dick and everything, but I did have American Airlines reimburse me for my uh, my hotel stay in Ohio. Right. So but, what happened? And the flight, that? right? So it was delayed. Yeah, so it was delayed, and I'm just, like, stuck in Chicago. But luckily, this time, the the plane is going to land in the airport that's, like, five minutes from Luna's house. So that was, like, somewhat of a relief. I was like, whenever I land, 
you could just come and you'll be there by the time I'm out of the plane rather than her get going. And like, she like that first night she was in that she was at that airport, like almost two hours away from home until like midnight waiting for me and then had to go home like by herself. And she doesn't like driving in the dark and there were like no street lights or anything. She, West Virginia. Is she, like she, dust. she called me when I was trying to check into the hotel, like crying. And she was like, she's like, my car is low on gas, but I don't want to stop. I can't see anything. Like she was like, she was really upset. That, so that was like a nightmare. Yeah. Like that, this entire trip, this trip was just a nightmare, but my flight gets delayed and delayed and delayed. And then there's like, oh, the plane is going to be at this terminal instead. And it's across the, it was like a 25 minute walk. I was in the largest airport. Yeah. The largest airport in the U S and it was like, oh yeah, it's like across the airport. So then I had to walk for 25 minutes and then the flight still didn't get ready on time. It still got delayed. Like I was so fucking done i was like i've been traveling for 36 hours oh that's like just take me back to new york at this point like like 36 hours for a drive that i could have done in eight hours no literally you you've driven I was, right yeah i was gonna I ask you why don't you just drive why i i just i don't want to drive for eight hours I like know, eight, but then you have to deal with all this crap but i the thing is like you would hope that you don't have to deal with right. this right like, this isn't something that you should expect. How long is the flight? Um, it depends on the layover. Like, the actual air time is, like, two hours. Right. But, like, you have to... Sometimes you have, like, a two-hour layover. So, like, my last one was almost three hours. So, you just, like, chill in the airport for a bit. But, like, I had an assignment to do, so I was just <laughs> doing my work at the airport. So, it was okay. Like... It's like you could actually do shit. Like you yeah. could watch something, listen to like right. on a flight on rather than flight. rather than driving. Yeah. <laughs> but this, that, like, I finally get to Luna, and I'm I'm like I get to my destination like a full day later than I was trying to. Oh, so you had to fly pretty soon after that, right? No, no. I mean, luckily I was there for a long enough time where like I still got to like spend time with Luna and everything, yeah. but like. It was just like it was so disappointing that that was the uh, start of it. The, yeah. the, that that was just like acceptable for a company. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, I I don't know. I I find that quite absurd. I agree. I should go on Yelps now. <laughs> Do not fly American this airline. Airlines. You know, Ziad's dad actually takes a Yelp like seriously, like. <laughs> If if he gets bad service, like the first thought on his oh, mind is to leave a bad Yelp review. Oh my god! <laughs> but if, if if you think about it, you need those people because, like, if you're in an area that you're not familiar with and you want yeah. food, right? You want you'll just pick whatever is the highest rating. Yeah. At least I do. Like, yeah. if you want if you want like Chinese food. I don't usually get Chinese food. No, I always try to go for the ones that have the most stars. Yeah. Yeah, like you look for like the four point five, like the four point six, yeah. like the occasional four point seven, or the four point eight, and like four point nine and five point oh. Those are sus. Like I, I don't believe like a five point oh, and if it has like five reviews, it's like all right, this guy just made a few more accounts. Do <laughs> <laughs> the liking his own shit. All right. <laughs> exactly. But 
I don't know. I feel like like you need those people to help the like everyone else. Yeah, I agree. I'm always scared of leaving bad Yelp reviews because gonna be me. I feel like it's going to circulate back to me like bad karma or something. So I just like let things slide. <laughs> and I I don't let things slide. Like I will ment like just mentally I'll hold on to it. Like I'll always oh, yeah, I'll always be subconsciously pissed at the company, but I don't do anything about it. Like I'll make them reimburse me. I will for like if like I remember they were just like, oh no, like we don't we don't reimburse hotel stays. I was like, I was not supposed to stay in a hotel. So you're gonna I was forced yeah. to stay in you a hotel. You should be paying for that. So bro. you are paying for it. I'm not fucking paying for that. It's funny you mention that because. Um, we were waiting so long for our flight to Miami that John and I were literally contemplating just trying to get some sort of points or rewards back and not go. But then we were like, no, like we already made the ticket. Like it's going to be fun. Let's just go. We were just killing the vibe. Like. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. I mean, that's understandable though. Cause especially when you're like, when you're still at the airport, that's close to your house. Right. Like when you haven't flown at all yet, I get a little like, anxious on planes too. And I haven't flown in a long time. Oh my God. Like, and then on top of it, they separated me and John. Did you guys originally have seats together or not? No, we, when we were checking in, there were only separate seats. So I gave him. Oh yeah. No, seat. I, I don't, I don't, I hate when you can't pick your seat. Yeah. It's so annoying. Yeah. No, it didn't let us pick our seats. And then that was like, a bummer and then we ended up getting separated and he was like i don't like flying alone i was like oh. and 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 on the way to the airport you got a flat tire yeah oh my god yeah and i bent two rims so basically when yo I- yo i got the answer back from new york state i sent them like proof and everything filled out their form like did it exactly how you should and they were like, yeah, we can't give it to you because no one's ever reported that that spot was a problem we only reimburse neglect wait can you can you um explain to the audience this that well i I had a bunch of shit to do at work and i finished it all and was rushing to make it to the airport i the long island highways on the lie long island expressway are just absolute horseshit to say the least and i was changing lanes and an entire like 10 foot strip in the middle of the lanes where the dotted white line would be Three foot pothole. Just like a fucking crater. Three foot crater. The whole way. And he Bang both wheel both wheels on my driver's side, right in, bent the wheels, uh one of the tires popped. I had to have uh state like whatever, the people that hang on the highway and help you out. They're paid for by the state. <clears throat> um you helped me put the spare on. I brought the car there immediately ordered two more wheels and a tire or, and two tires left my car in my apartment made it back went to miami waited for everything to come in the mail work from home then brought my car in had it fixed good to go but all that put me out that was like a lot of money and then i filled out all this shit to get reimbursed and they even though i gave them proof everything they wanted they made up some excuse like another rule that they never mentioned anywhere else that they're like, oh, we can't reimburse you. Yeah, I mean, the annoying thing is you can't even, like, call anyone about yeah, there's it. There's no number. Like, it, it, it's fucking scam, bro. Taxation Damn. is theft. Damn. So that's, uh, so that's one somewhat great, somewhat problematic traveling experience for John. 
and then two more absolutely horrible traveling experiences. Like not the not the destination part, just the traveling part. No, yeah. it was like, two night like a nightmare for the two of you and a nightmare for myself. No, because he calls me and he's like, Oh my god, we're not gonna make our flight. And I was like, Okay, don't worry, I'll handle it. So I was able to get onto a later flight. We had plans that we would land in Miami, like I think four or five o'clock in the evening. We were gonna go out, have fun, whatever. But then You didn't get there our, until like one thirty. Our flight was at like so originally it was at three or four. It was at four thirty. It was at four thirty. I was able to um, change it to seven with no charge. I was like, okay, well we're fine. Like you'll make it home by then. We're chilling. So we're standing there at seven, delayed an hour. Eight o'clock, delayed another hour. And um, Ahmed and Luna are literally texting in the group chat. They're like, hey, are you guys on the plane yet? Like have a safe flight, safe flight, whatever. And then I'm like texting back because John's so annoyed at this point. He's not even talking to anyone. I text back. We're still waiting. It's really delayed. Blah blah blah. And well, then, I knew I was gonna have to put out bread for the whip. Like, yeah, I was and tight. Then we ended up getting on the plane. Like, they boarded us onto the plane at eleven p.m. We ended up getting to Miami and at the hotel one thirty in the morning. Luna's already knocked. A meds knock two opens the door. Yo, fuck the travel industry. Yeah, uh, we I'm need we up. need the Uber of the sky to come out if. If a company, Blade. if a company wants to use that punchline, let me know. You have our contact information. I think, I think we wrap it up. I think I'm pretty satisfied. So with this. I, I really enjoyed this episode. Yeah, it was fun. Very natural. Yeah, non scripted whatsoever. Um, now it was word for word scripted. Um, <laughs> yeah, now we actually had like a uh, 25 page. Um, Basically, outline with <laughs> quotes around the entire thing. So, uh, yes. So uh, I don't have any crazy stories. So boring. All right, let, we're gonna wrap it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just letting you know. <laughs> um. All right. So thank you guys. Eleventh episode in the books. Woot woot. Contact us where blackboxsubmission at gmail.com we got we got our instagram we got our twitter again we're Ahmed and john thank you so much for listening and um that, that was epic exit john please kiss them goodbye